Are you hungry? Hungry as a gremlin? Here's gremlin cereal. Gremlins, gremlins, bite after bite. What a tasty way to satisfy a gremlin appetite. Gremlins is a deliciously sweet, crunchy cereal that satisfies the hungry little gremlin. That's in all of us. Gremlins, gremlins, bite after bite. What a tasty way to satisfy a gremlin appetite. Gremlin cereal is part of this complete breakfast. Gremlin, yum, yum. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the sit list. I have spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 185 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilot for this evening, the young, the restless, the freshly shaven head. Mr. Carlos Buarguayo, the man we call Crunch Crunch. He is on time. He's ready to roll. He's excited about some comic book TV movie news. We'll get into a little bit later. Mr. Les is ready to go. Gonza That was very monotone, but I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Nice. Is, is it on time if we waited for him? I don't, yeah, I don't understand why you tell the listeners that. that, you know? <laughs> you just did. It's okay. Yeah. I'll gonna, make sure I, I won't edit that out. Oh, okay. okay. This yeah. episode will be released Monday. That's there you right. go. It's on time. Yeah. <laughs> the man we call King Tom. The man who holds it down like he's holding down his cane during a pimp walk. <laughs> Mr. Tom. Asked to find my pimp hat and cape. He's going to wear the celebration. Make sure you tell him to bring that for celebration. You know that's not very long, right? When, it, when the pimp is holding his cane down. I thought you were talking about something else. You need to have a holding down. It's pretty quick. It's, it's fashionable, but it's quick. <laughs> man I call El Hombre is not coming on tonight. Sad to say, he is deep in the heart of Texas. And he's having problems with his internet. But he is here in spirit. If it's not his laptop, it's his internet. It's something, right? <laughs> so we are going to make it a point to rag on him as much as we can tonight. Uh, because he's not here. That's what just else, how it works, What right? else is new? Yeah, yeah that's just how it works. Yeah, I not. You will not? <laughs> that's all going to be a rush. Damn it. I don't want to do it Come by on, myself. Man. We got a good thing going here, guys. We don't want to do that. <laughs> what? Now, we were no, going to That was have... my Struthers voice, actually. Oh, was it? I was told I do a pretty good Struthers voice oh, by yeah. Struthers, but we'll leave it alone. So we were told that Struthers sounds like, what's that character from The Simpsons? Flanders. Oh, I could see that. Yeah? You, you have to put a clip of him talking and Flanders right after. <gasps> yeah, I have to do that now. Damn it. It's more work. <laughs> man, I wish I could play with your dope-ass Schlego. 
I just can't relate to the women of today. Ah, oh, it's probably me. I'm about as exciting as a baked potato. <laughs> but we miss you, Eric. Sorry that you can't be here. And I, we apologize in advance for all the shit talking we're going to do. We, man. We is all of us, the Sith list. We're a family. One person does it, we all do it. We're a team. Oh, man. What, just guilty by association? Yes. Sit your ass out there. You do whatever the hell you're going to do. We're good. Now, we were supposed to have (laughs) Mr. Steel Saunders on tonight, but he accidentally double booked something and he has to do this thing because he is doing Star Wars trivia and he has to be there to help out his better half. We wish him all the best and we hope he wins something. He is definitely coming in next week. And if he doesn't come in next week, then we can talk some shit on him. Steel, go what, win that prize. Are you sure? What if like Eric and Steel are doing their own podcast and oh, ditching dude, us? That would be some Bolsheviks. That would be really shitty. Could you imagine? They're doing like a Patreon thing. <laughs> yeah. Cheating on us. How dare you? Te- How, Texas Steel? Would, that, would, would it be called ooh, Texas, Texas Steel? Steel. That sounds like a great show. It does. Texas Steel. I mean, just saying. Was it uh, what the the spinoff to? Uh, we'll do spinning roundhouse kicks. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Chuck Norris. What It'll was be like the fan blowing Eric's hair up in the air yeah. and then Steel <laughs> doing some spin kicks with the lightsaber? What was the What was the show with Chuck Norris? Walker Texas Walker, Walker Ranger? Texas Ranger, yeah. and then yeah, and then Texas Steel is the spinoff. That's the sun. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. King Tom, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. I'm just trying not to get in trouble with Eric or Steel this week. You, well, you, you I don't care. I sent uh, King Tom the show notes today. He goes, about goddamn time. <laughs> and all caps, by the way. Oh, oh so right. it was legitimate. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, sensitive, man. So pa- and then he sends me three exclamation points. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Just three exclamation points. Les, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Everything going great? But everything, I'm doing A-OK. <laughs> everything coming up Struthers? Everything's coming up Struthers, guys. I don't know if that's a good thing today. Oh, yeah. Uh, why? Because he's not here. I mean, still, yeah, thanks for being on it. Thanks for being on it. He's doing his thing, you know, it's fine. It just can't be on the show. It's okay. He wasn't on the motivators either this week because he was not feeling so well. So we don't feel as bad then. No, okay, I don't. Awesome. I don't. Yeah. Boo, how you doing? I'm great and fantastic. Wow. That's great. I love the new hairdo. Thank you. Thank Les, you. what do you think about it? Well, yeah, I don't think it's a hairdo. I think it's a hair less. Yeah. Hair less. That's true. <laughs> well, he has his earphones on, so he can't see the whole well, take, thing. Take him off. I'm going to You know, the I camera. mean, he doesn't really have to do that. <laughs> But that works. You like it? I think it's cool. You can actually go a little yeah. lower. I know. I I did. I did this about a week ago. So this is oh, like okay, a week yeah. of growth. You can probably go a little lower. I did. Yeah. Does the carpet match the drapes? Your beard. Uh, your beard line <laughs> is legit. So you. Yes. You the have beard. Good, the beard yeah. looks. The beard yeah. works. Makes I know. Pop. There yes. we go. Ooh, nice. So you look like Johnny Sins right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good, dude. <laughs> I'm done. I'm the people done. who get that, I'm done saying the people anything. who understand that. Carlos Borguelo is the the Latin J Mac and Johnny yeah. Sins, and I'm done. Oh, that's man. it. It's over. <laughs> you don't need to cover the mic with your hand. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm Sorry, no people. It's already. Oh, See, Eric, come back. Come back. I missed you already. I'm, I'm, missed you already. Yeah. I'm really done. I was in Portland this weekend. What a great city, man. It is great. Uh, King Tom, you've been to Portland. Yeah, my mother lived there for a few years. I visited twice about a decade ago. It's oh, wow. an incredible city. Incredible. More breweries per capita than anywhere, I think, other than San Diego now, I think, just jumped above it. But they're right there, very close. This is the reason that Portland's better than San Diego Ooh. to go visit. Sorry, guys. Bold um, statement here, sir. No sales tax. Oh, that is a thing. Yeah. No goddamn a, sales that's tax. That's a big thing. But. It makes it really hard to give tips, though. I'm trying to figure minutes, it out. You got to get your calculator 25 out. 25 minutes <laughs> south is TJ. So San Diego has that going for them. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? 
We won't get into that, though. Yeah. It's, it's labeled a bad thing, but it's a great day. Oh, no. I love Trust me. I love Mexico. TJ's amazing. I love Mexico way too much. <laughs> but yeah, great trip. And we went without Malik. So this was a first. So it was kind of difficult at first. But then- Malik's going to hear this and be like, you're happy to go without me? No, no we weren't happy. Trust. <laughs> we weren't know, happy. But he was left in great hands. And we had that monitor thing. So we kept checking on us just it's, in case. It's okay, to, it's okay to be happy to take a trip without your kids. It's <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. Even, even this early though? Is this early is still okay? Looking, yeah. Tom's thinking. Okay, yeah, good, good. So. okay. 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 Good. I don't feel yeah, like I, it's, It was a weekend, like a weekend getaway, right? It wasn't- Yeah. Like it was just week. Saturday, Sunday, came back really early on Monday. Yeah. That's- Okay. That's fine. That's normal. I feel better about it. All right. I think we're ready to do this, guys. You guys ready? Let's roll. Let's hit it. Let's roll. Let's roll, America. I told you the story about Let's Roll America, right? King Tom and Boo? No. All right. Let me tell the listeners. I know Les knows the story. So after 9-11 happened, the horrific events of 9-11, us being Persian Americans, my dad thought it was a great idea because at that time we're getting harassed and shit just by phone calls and stuff that people are picking out names and just calling and leaving weird shit. Not cool. But he thought it was a great idea to put on his Buick, a big America flag sticker. And he put, let's roll America. (laughs) And he was riding around town with let's roll America. So people wouldn't fuck with them. (laughs) So every time I hear let's roll, I think of my dad and, you know, America and America and him not wanting to get his ass kicked. Well, you know, let's get into the shenanigans real quick. Now I was listening to the geek dudes, by the way. They have a whole thing and a whole debate about whether to do this in the beginning, because Steele has always said that he doesn't like doing these whole shenanigans in the beginning and, or doing it at the very end. So I think what we're going to do now is this every single podcast. We're going to say, hey guys, if you like our podcast, then you'll probably like all the rest of the great podcasts on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Go to makingstarwars.net to check them all out. We love them all. You can just click on the podcast tab and just pick which podcast you want to listen to. We think you should listen to all of them. How's that? You think that I should just I'm do that every time? That. I'm, I'm you okay guys are down with that? With that? Yeah, I'm sure good. our listeners are too. I know the brevity sh- is good. Yeah, I think I'm sure shenanigans are a big hit on this podcast every mm-hmm. single week. But I'll let it go. <laughs> you can come up with something else to be shenanigans. Okay, great, great, great. great. I do have a have a new segment though that we're going to talk about. Oh, let's, let's just for this week, I think. Okay, but check us out on social media <laughs> on all the the face the Facebooks the Facebook the Instagram the uh, we're not on TikTok yet, are we? Les, that's your job. Um, I, oh, be what? Because I'm the black guy. I was supposed to make awesome TikToks or what? Is that what? I, I don't have TikTok. You're I don't even know that was come a, thing. a new dance now. Oh, is that what it is? You're asking the wrong guy. I've never even TikTok is. It it's like Vine. Yeah, you can make oh. awesome clip videos and I just know it's I can, the thing I can come that up with the, the new renegade dance and start oh, swinging my no. hands and no. Now that you told we'll me, yes, we'll I want you to sit list. I want start doing some crazy shenanigans and see if it goes viral. Okay, I got you, man. I'd watch that. Yeah, I watch. I would. Go to the Sithless.net for that. some pictures, some episodes, some merch, and some just all around good stuff on the Sithless.net. And email us, the Sithless at gmail.com. Now let's get into the box office. This is from boxofficemojo.com. I went back to them just for a week. I felt sad that I was, you know, abandoning, abandoning the original info. Cutting them off. Yeah. Paramount's Sonic the Hedgehog exploded onto the screens. This President's Day weekend, delivering the largest opening weekend ever for a video game adaptation to go along with an estimated $68 million four-day holiday debut. First of all, that's crazy, guys. Yeah. I did not think that was going to happen. Meanwhile, Sony's Fantasy Island, The Plane, Boss, and Universal's The Photograph are neck-to-neck in a race for third place. I don't know what happened. I haven't checked today, but I'm going to say Fantasy Island beat them out. 
Sure. Okay, let's go with that. But let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog real quick. Did we think that it was going to do this well? Nobody did. Nope. I, I, Not even a director, because he's so stoked about it. Mm-hmm. He's like all over the place thanking everybody. You know what? Yeah, I mean, he kind of gave it a puncher's chance, but apparently, you know, they followed the actual source material and they, they followed like the video game. Right. And, and found ways to create and bring the real elements together. What do and you know? It, apparently, and it know, worked. It worked, yeah. So, well, this leads me to something because there was a fantastic article. I'm going to send it to all you guys on the BBC.com about fans and entitlement. Mm. And the success of this movie makes you wonder if studios are going to listen to fans even more. And you guys all remember when the first trailer came out, the social media fans went nuts told everybody that this is not going to work because the hedgehog doesn't look well, like... Well, it was the way Sonic looked. It was, right. it was his actual look was The director off. went back and said, came out and said, you're right, we're going to change it, we're going to make this work, thank you so much, and look what happened. It well, kicked ass. What do you guys think? Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Jim Carrey came out and said, while the movie is going on, fans should not be determining how the movie is created and changing what the creators want, the intent of the creators. I'll jump in. I think it's a case-by-case basis, I would say, because Sonic is there. Like, the source material, he already has a look. There's no need to change or make the tweaks and adjustments they did in the very first iteration of him. They needed to actually go back and take a look and go, okay, here we go. This is what we need to do. And... As far as this goes, I don't know if it's entitlement, but I think it's more the fans saying, hey, 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 what are you doing? Look, it's, it's, it's right there. You don't need to do anything crazy with this design. You just need to follow this design and, do, and this will work. Okay, so you think that for this specifically, it worked. Obviously, it worked, but it's an okay thing to do. I just think for this thing, it was okay. okay. I don't think going forward, it's ever going to be okay because people are just crazy. I, I could, like people I said, are crazy. people are crazy and it's <laughs> just, people, people are, are weird crazy. and crazy and you know, you get enough doing their thing. But as far as this goes, you know, there's just some things you don't need to change. Um, and I understand that. And it, and when it comes to Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, well, Jeff, that's as simple as that. Jeff it's Flower, right freaking there. Jeff Flower is the director. And back in the spring, he, this is exactly what he said. Thank you for your support and criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with this design and you want changes. It's going to happen. And it did. So, Boo? Um, in, I, I agree with Les on a case-by-case basis, but if I had to pick whether uh, the movie industry listens or doesn't listen to us, I prefer that they don't. Uh, I, think, I think that's just too much, of a, too much of a powerful you know, sword for the regular viewing audience to have people would go nuts, you know, just like we said, they're stupid and things like that. Mm. But, you know, going back to a case by case basis, Sonic did look awful. He looked off. He looked weird. He looked just wrong kind of thing. It's like, that's not Sonic the Hedgehog. And they fixed it. I mean, and, and they made him look a lot better and it worked in this case, it worked. But in other situations where people want the Snyder cut, or people want... Uh, Our two re- main characters in a movie that's been in three movies that have been going against each other actually kiss at the very end. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, stuff like that. Or, or, you know, or people want a, you know, a petition to, make a, to remake a movie. You know, The Last Jedi has to be remade and things like that. That's the stupid part. That's the scary part. We'd be like, yeah, shut your mouth. But King Tom, when you have success after you just listen to 
a group of people going ape shit on the internet, doesn't this give the studios the oh wait a minute the inkling yeah maybe we should listen to them yeah it gives them a bit of a kick in the ass when you compare something like sonic the hedgehog where now my question is was the release date changed at all i don't think so i don't did the whole think, process i don't think I, I don't it know. was a great question the process because they said it was coming at a certain time and then everybody's like that's a big thing to change though and not change the release right. date mm-hmm. and and with movies like this, there are a lot of talented people who work very hard to make this happen. And oh yeah, it is a bit unfair that, yeah. to ask them to change everything. Right. So from, from that standpoint, it's wrong. But at the same time here, it worked. And you compare this to another recent example, Cats, where, again, people worked hard on the visual effects, but it didn't show it, it, it with the end product. You know, you ha- you, ha- you could have be the studios and, and look at both examples and say, well, one, we should listen to the fans, or we listened to the fans and it worked, and another, we just did our own thing anyway, and it was a bomb. So it 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 kind of swings the pendulum back to the fans, but is this something that we should have control over? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a well, slippery slope. No, it totally is. And and as far as cats goes, I think they just rushed it out. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden they re-release. Didn't they like kind of sneak in the the finished product? If no, I'm not no, mistaken, no, what they, they did is they in. apologized to the movie theaters and to the people. Actually, to the movie theaters yeah, because like their bare the hands special were effects sticking. were awful. Yeah, the bare hands were sticking. Now, as far as the Sonic goes, if I'm not mistaken, I think people got fired for that. Like a lot of people lost oh, their wow. jobs on the initial design team or something like that, and then they brought in other people to do you know all that work they did. So I, I mean, I understand, it, but you know. Sometimes it feels okay to be rewarded, and it, you don't mm-hmm. get it. You just sometimes you can't always get what you want. I think Mick this, Jagger said that once. Yeah, and I think this actually worked out, but mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to replicate or repeat something like this where people are going to say, you know what I mean? If they make another Street Fighter movie and Ryu and Ken look completely different, I mean, they shouldn't. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like they shouldn't. It's it's if it's off of a design that's already there. You know, it's one thing if you take a, a, a novel and you have to go off whatever the, the writer's description of someone is and create that person or create and, mm-hmm. and bring them to life. But it's another thing when there's a design already in place that you can go off of and say, okay, this is what we have to do. Let's, let's make this work. It, remind, it reminds me a lot of when they introduced Spider-Man to the, into the MCU. And the first time we saw him, we were in the trailers for Civil War. And before that, all of the screen costumes we saw for Spider-Man were very different from the original comic book costume. The right. colors were different. The, de- the designs were different. Mm-hmm. And that was because the original was seen as too cartoony. But they took a chance. They had it directly influenced by the original design done by, you know, by Steve Ditko back in the, yep. in the 1960s. And it's a great design. People love it. And so that's one chance of them, and I'm sure at Marvel they were nervous when they first showed the show the trailer how people would react to it, but it ended up being the best one. It was the greatest because mm-hmm. the eyes, when the eyes shrunk, you're like, ah, oh yeah, ah, yeah, it was so cool. Don't look at that! It was just yeah. amazing. Yeah, it almost, and then later on you see the web wings, right? And you're like, oh, look at what they've done here. Yeah, it's so you're right. blissful. You're it right. is just a great thing. I think it should be a a balance of 
listening to what the fans want, right, and then taking that and make it making it your own creative, yeah, and, yeah, and like I piece said, of art. You know? When you have a literary character, even though the descriptions, you know, the 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 writer will put a description of the main character right there. It's you know, it, it's up to your interpretation to bring that person to life. But when you have comic books, you have graphic novels, you have video games, the source material is there. Like they are already designed for you. You don't have to take it and go, oh, this is what we think would work. You know, we, we wanted to tell our own version of this thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Sonic Hedge- the Hedgehog is standing right there. Like he's right there. Like that's the character. You don't need to give us your interpretation of this. You need to yeah. give us that character. Please bring right. that one to life. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that makes sense. So, I mean, it, as is, like I said, case by case, but yeah, I would have, I would say something if you look and you see, whoa, wait a minute, that doesn't look like so-and-so. And I mean, you know, here's the, but then here's the other side of the thing too. They do this with comic characters all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They flip the script all the time. Oh, shit. And, but you know, they still stay true in some sense to, the source material. Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. She's not the tall statuesque blonde, but she's still badass. And you know what? People have to suck it up and listen and just say, okay, just go with it. It's great. Ragnarok was a great movie. It was a great way to introduce her. You got your other versions of the Valkyrie in that massive battle. They're there. And Tessa and the, Thompson, the, go ahead, King Tom. The, the costume is so much better than a, black leotard with silver boob cones yes oh by by 100 miles madonna bullet bra it was like legit madonna's bullet bras like we're valkyrie's armor there's where you find it (laughs) (laughs) it's a weird that i know greta garbo and monroe dietrich and dimaggio brando jimmy dean on a cover of a magazine yes Kelly, mm-hmm. Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers danced on air. They had style, they had grace. Face. Rita Hayward gave good face. Ladies with an attitude. Fellas that were in the mood. <laughs> Don't no, just, just stand, stand there. Let's get to it. Oh, oh, oh. What just happened, dude? We bum, just hit Vogue. Bum, you got to put that. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, I'm not taking you that. Should just Yo, you got to put the song right in. Now. Oh, the song's already been in, Les. Now I got to make a TikTok of Vogue, huh? Those <laughs> Please Vogue, do. Voguing, dude. All right, let's move on. Great discussion, though. If you want to check out that article, go to bbc.com and, and just put fans and entitlement. should be on the front of their homepage and talks about Star Wars, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, and all kinds of stuff. It's a great, great read. So check that out. Now, I want to talk about this really quick, a non-spoiler review of Parasite. I got to see Parasite Mm. in Portland. There's a movie theater called the Living Room Theater. And Mm. it's one of the first ones that had the Lazy Boys, but they have seats in the back that have like little mini like dining table. And you can just chill. We got front row seats because in the website it said, great view. We're like, oh, it's going to be way the fuck out there. We were right in front of the fucking Mm -hmm. screen. And I had to read, you know, subtitles. subtitles. But it was fine. I, so that's all you saw were the subtitles. Yeah, no. So you didn't watch the movie. You just no, read I did, it. I did. I, <laughs> your eyes adjust. You know how how that goes. But I will say, I said that 1917 got robbed, and I said it's hard for me to say because I hadn't seen Parasite. So this is what I'll say: Sam Mendes got robbed for best director. I still think he should have won best director, but Parasite absolutely deserved to be nominated and to win best, best picture. picture. 
It was really, really good. The movie takes a crazy turn that you don't expect. Comes out of nowhere. You can see influences by Hitchcock and Tarantino. It's done very, very well. And if this guy's other movies are anything like this, I need to go back. I know his movies have been on Tarantino's top 10 list every year for the last like five years. Well, what we really all need to watch apparently is Snowpiercer. Yes. The movie is amazing. I haven't seen the show yet, though. The Snowpiercer? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. remade it, right? Snowpiercer was one of his films. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, they, re- they, then they remake they it for HBO or Netflix the, or some shit? They just shut it down. No, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Snowpiercer. I okay. think there's a series, but I know the movie itself with Chris Evans is ready to go. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, definitely check out Parasite if you haven't yet. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. I know you hear Kylo Ren saying it's time to get into Eric Struthers' Star Wars Report, but it's going to be a King Tom Star Wars Report because Eric's not here. He's in Texas eating a steak, riding on a bull. Well, whatever, dude. Or doing a podcast with Steel I want to know what that bull's name is. Babe, babe, blue, babe, babe the big blue bull. Babe, babe the bog, the big ox. Nah, whatever. King Tom, you want to lead us through this crazy rampage of Mustafar? I, I will do my best as I always start these off. Please, Eric, don't hate me. Well, first today, uh, StarWars.com announced that the upcoming digital and physical media release of The Rise of Skywalker will take place next month with digital release coming on March 17th and then 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD on March 31st at various retailers. They had a news article up on the website which had a lot of the bonus material listed, but curiously absent from any rundown I've seen today of the bonus material were deleted scenes, which I I would imagine are the bonus material that people are the most interested in. But the, the things that we'll be getting, and they say that, of course, these all may vary by retailer. Um, the Skywalker Legacy, a feature-length documentary that charts the making of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, a Asana Pursuit creating the speeder chase, a look at the speeder chase Rise of Skywalker, Aliens in the Desert, see what it took to create the Pisana Desert scenes. Um, I'm hoping for more information on the colorful kites and delectable sweets. Looks like there's going to be something about Dio, um, another piece called Warwick and Son, showing how Warwick Davis dons the Ewok costume once oh, I more. I thought it was this about time. Dionne Warwick and her son. <laughs> Sorry, Raj, but this time joined by his son, Harrison. So I wonder if our esteemed not guest, Seal Saunders, knows that Warwick Davis's son is named Harrison also. Wow. There's also going to be a uh, sh- piece on the creatures and then a digital exclusive, the Maestro's finale. Oh, man. And that's what we're going to... But how do you guys feel about the lack of information about deleted scenes? Okay, I have two theories here. One is we're going to get them in their weak sauce, and they're only going to put some weak deleted scenes. My second theory is that we're going to get another release, and that's going to be the one with the mega amount of footage that they have filmed that they took out, especially in the beginning of the film. That's what I think we're going to see. Could be in the box set. That big ass massive Ooh, yeah, Skywalker could be, box set could be where they that. have like yeah. every single thing that was filmed for Star Wars in general mm-hmm. is in this box set. I'm going to get this regardless. I always get it on digital, but I'm a bit disappointed that they're not saying, oh, there's going to be this many deleted scenes. And of course, we can come up with theories and ideas about why they're not there until the cows come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I, I I don't know. It just is very curious because we've gotten them for everything else. Yeah, and that's the first thing I thought of when I read that. I was like, where the hell are the deleted scenes? Why aren't there any descriptions about them? I thought, because right. I had talked to Brittany about this earlier, I was like, how much they crammed into that movie? They might have just but had everything in it. No, 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 no. You no, know, no. but but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just shoved everything yeah. in there. They shoved the kitchen sink, this, that. Well, allegedly, it was three hours and plus. Yeah, I know that. I know mm-hmm. that. But it, it just seemed. It just seemed like they just like yeah, whatever we filmed, it's there. Go for it. Put it in. Put it on screen. So yeah, I was I was joking, but yeah, no. But I know that there's there's yeah, there has to be deleted scenes. There has to be something. Oh, there's tons of it. Yeah, there's tons of it. But you know, although it is kind of disappointing. I, I always go back to the fact that, you know, deleted scenes most of the times are kind of just just that, scenes that aren't really that necessary. You know, they they might have some interesting aspects, but do I think it'll be, like, the only time where I've seen deleted scenes help a movie was uh, Batman versus Superman, and it mm-hmm. did help, mm-hmm. but did it fix anything? No. So I, I hope people aren't hoping that the... Uh, these deleted scenes that are will eventually come to light, like the uh, are going to fix anything. Like the in yeah. game deleted scenes, you're like, well, okay, yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's like cool. They're cool, but it was like it doesn't do anything to push the narrative. No, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And I'm going a bit off format here, but one of the things that I think people were hoping to get was an encounter between Kylo and a weird looking creature in the yes. in the swamp of Mustafar. Right. And we know that this scene will be part of the novelization because StarWars.com also released an excerpt from the upcoming novelization, which is coming out March 17th, the same day as the digital release. Um, and the this, you know, it's it's we probably got the equivalent of a page or two. It's of General's pride and Hux watching Kylo Ren mow down all these chumps in the in the Mustafar forest, and then Kylo going up and meeting this oracle creature. And Ray Carson does a very good job of writing it. I'm really looking forward to reading this book. Hopefully, some of these deleted scenes and other material will well will work their way up into these into this book. Did you happen to read this, Raj? What? What the fuck? Did you just call me Rashad, bro? You did, and it's okay. He so almost almost called me Rashad, but I didn't. I was called Fat Rashad today, by the way. (laughs) Oh, and it almost started a big war. By who? Kia D, Steve Kia D. He just said you're. Oh oh, oh, man, I called him. Leave it alone. We're good here. Not on the. Not on the cast. Keep it somewhere else. Not on the cast. All right, Steve in the hut. That's what I call him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, snaps. Okay. I will say this was a good read. Just kidding, Steve. I love you. Do that again, and it's not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, he seems the type to drop a bomb. You just, you just enticed him, dude. It's yeah. over. And who do you know who loved it the most? Was Rashad. He was like giffing <laughs> laughter and happiness and all over the place. I have an excerpt of this thing. It was written really well, so I was really into it. I thought it was a really good read. Here's, here's a part of it. Corpses littered the ground, barely more than lumps of shadow in the gloom. The air smelled of ozone and scorched vegetation. All was eerily silent, and Ren looked around, catching his breath. Even from a distance, Hux could sense his disappointment that the killing was over, that no outlet for his rage remained. So the, the entire thing is pretty much described like that, and it was very descriptive, and I thought it was done really well. They picked a great scene to advertise. I think it definitely helps that... It's something that's not in the movie. Absolutely. And then it later goes on, like King Tom says, he seats a little spider brain dude and all that mm-hmm. good stuff that we've seen in the artwork. But yeah, this is a good one. You should have Mr. Struthers read this thing. 
just because he didn't want to read the he other doesn't, one. He doesn't like my recommendations. Yeah, I know. There's some other Star Wars news making waves. I know a lot of people, uh, us included, are really looking forward to Celebration, and they are going to be opening up Galaxy's Edge one night of Celebration for uh, After Dark on Batu or After Dark at Galaxy's Edge. And that's I the, believe that's the uh, Cinemax After Dark. Yes, starring Rutger Hauer, and because it felt like he was in all of those or every other one. But yeah, the true. tickets go on sale, I believe, tomorrow, and some people are unhappy because they're saying that the Rise of the Resistance ride will not be available during the event. How typical of the Walt Disney Company to fuck you when you're all stoked and happy about going on something. Like, these people are coming all around the country. You're making them pay. Open the fucking ride. Their their defense is that the ride requires regular maintenance and they do it overnight. Okay, well, fucking that night, stay open till fucking 24 hours and pay your people overtime. Let them do it afterwards. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I agree that it is rather ridiculous and it is bullshit, but I'm just happy they said it beforehand. Cause True. Because they, they could have had everybody that. say it and True then that. in July be like, yeah, that's not going to be open. And then everybody is livid because there's no, it's Disney. Good there's call on that there's one. no refunds. There's no returns. There's none of that shit. So yep. they take your money. So when I saw that, I was like, that sucks. But I was like, thank you for saying it. Thank God. Because yeah, because yeah, uh, what is it? I, I was thinking about, about buying these tickets, but now it's kind of like, for what? Yeah. I'm, you know, it's kind of like, well, that's kind of like the, the big capturing thing right. you see where he's like, oh, I want to go there. Uh, well, it doesn't have that. Well, fuck that. Yeah. I will say Disney has a tendency to doing these stupid kind of making these stupid decisions because it the, is dumb. the day that Rise of Resistance came out and I couldn't get on, I said, okay, well, I'm going to go on Star Tours and I'm going to go on Hyper Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Get to Star Tours, go on that thing, go to Space Mountain, realize, oh, they took it off yesterday. Oh, yeah, of course. We'll take off the Star Wars themed Space Mountain on the day that Rise of Resistance goes out to the public. And you know that thousands of people aren't going to be able to get on Rise of the Resistance. But hey, let's just fuck them that way too. You couldn't leave it open another day? It, it needed regular maintenance. Uh, it was open. <laughs> I went on it. And I was flipping all the stars it, off. It, it needed regular Star Wars maintenance. And, Jesus. So I, I don't know uh, about this. I don't know if, if I want to do it. I want to go and hang out with everybody. But then again... Everybody might not go now. Right, yeah. right. So Are the... Other things like the lightsaber building and the droid building, are those going to be open? Here's the deal. They'll be open probably, but for those kind of things you need to make reservations and shit for. Mm-hmm. Like even the bar. We're not going to get into the bar. Nope. Can you imagine the lines for just the smugglers run is going to be crazy, right? Everybody there mm-hmm. is going to be focused on Galaxy's Edge. So that place is going to be a madhouse. There's probably going to be a line just to take pictures in front of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, oh, for sure. So it's going to be a fucking mess. I would just take an opportunity to ride everything else at Disney besides. I would tell people, honestly, try to get here one day earlier. Mm -hmm. Go to Disneyland that day before or even the the preview day on Thursday. Try to get in there. Go on the rides. Try to get on Rise of the Resistance and do it that day. The preview day is bullshit anyways. Go to Disneyland instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is bullshit. Well, the one thing is last year for Celebration... Celebration went in a, another day. Okay. So there there were events on that Monday. Now we don't have a Monday, so they might make preview day a little bit more substantiative. Okay, well. That would we'll be just, my guess. Just pretend that there is an extra day on Monday and go to <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. That's a good idea, too. There it is. 
Uh, Harrison Ford was in the news for, <laughs> you know, he's he's promoting this movie where he's acting with a CGI dog, but he's in the news for Star Wars uh, because the interview, he was giving an interview and the interviewer asked him if he thought Han Solo is a force ghost. And Harrison leans in very close and kind of whispers to the guy, I don't know what a force ghost is. He literally says this, a force ghost. I have no fucking idea what a force ghost is, and I don't care. <laughs> Give me back my family. And I, I don't Get off know my about, plane. How dare you, sir? Get off my plane. I don't know about you guys, but this is the type of response to something like that I expect from Harrison Ford. Oh, yes. Because while I have no doubt that he loves being in Star Wars, I don't think he likes Pretty our idiot. questions about Star yeah. Wars. Oh, or, God, or yeah, so happy. that too. This makes me so happy. Because this, like the trolls that are so into these things Mm -hmm. and it's like life or death. If one thing is different than another and like, don't fuck up my Star Wars, the most beloved character doesn't know what a fucking force ghost is. He probably does, but he's fucking with you. And not only that, in the same interview, he called carbonite, he called it kryptonite. (laughs) Could you imagine? He knows what he's doing. Now, if this was John Boyega, they would have burned him down. Oh, for sure. John Boyega and his for sure darkness. They would be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, black guy! You need to shut up, man. You're lucky to be in Star Wars." Just they're just gonna let this, this dude say his thing because he does it on purpose. He does it on purpose great. just to say that's great. Don't take this Chill. that seriously. It's just people. a movie. Chill. Well, Carrie Fisher was like there for I don't, a while too. Right? I don't have no idea, and yeah. I don't care. Wait, was it yeah, Carrie? Yeah, of course. She's like it's just a fucking movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, they freak out. <laughs> I yeah. just I just kind of wish it was like at a uh, at a panel or something like that because oh, I would have everybody oh. else would have been like would have been offended or in an uproar I would have been rolling on yeah. the floor but like, no, no, you could actually fuck. be able to stereotype the person that would be offended you'd actually yes. be able to point and go yeah you're offended oh yeah. and, and, and then they would look at me laughing because their, their veins would be funny. popping out of their neck and they'd, exactly. they'd be legit yeah and then they yeah. judge Done. me for laughing yeah I'm gonna go for it pal he's done similar bits on. Kimmel? The various uh, well Conan shows Conan. where they have the the one producer Jordan Schlansky who's really into Star Wars will ask him a super detailed question and he'll just look at him and go who gives a shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what he, you know in real life though he's not like that because I've heard him in interviews and he does documentaries and he talks about how important Star Wars was him to him it launched yeah. him and he's very 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 well spoken about yeah he's very gracious about it but i love this kind of thing because this goes right into the heart of all these fucking trolls well i mean are you really ready to answer super detailed so when you were on the force moon of indoor and you're shooting that one scene from that one various angle and you were hanging there and then wicket ran by this whatever you think you're like what yeah (laughs) like like what what yeah it was take feel like you were on the death star yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i love it love it love it love it i love him yeah He's a gift. He is a gift. Keeps on giving. So we have, we have two more uh, quick Star Wars news items. First, there's a Mandalorian season two casting rumor where I don't know if she's currently with the company or not, but she is a, a former WWE Women's Champion. Sasha yeah. Banks is rumored. Yeah. I think she's back. I think she showed up on one of their last Smackdowns. Okay. But yeah. She's I think be she's, nice. she's back. I think she's back. Yeah. I don't watch as regularly as I used to, but she is rumored to be playing a part in Mandalorian season two. Right. Very cool. Hey man, they've done, they've done a hell of a job casting people. I trust them. I I really hope. Except for, 
and I wish Steel were here for this, but except for Toro Calican. Oh, Toro oh, Calican man. was bad, dude. I just really hope they cast her where we can see her, like her face. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want her under a mask or anything. Like, I, if they give her, like, something like uh, Gina, like Cara Dune, yeah. you know, that'd be pretty cool. And um, finally, uh, I don't know if this is news or not, but we're getting a new season of uh, Clone Wars on Heck Friday. Yeah, we are. You know how cool this is? Les looked at me and goes, dude, Clone Wars Friday. And I go, in my head, I was like, damn, Les, you get excited about the Clone Wars? Love I just, it. I just, so let me just preface this and say right now, Raj and I work with kids. We work with uh, at-risk youth. The program that I run, my, my actual program that I run, we have about a 45-minute window while they're being uh, dismissed, and usually I pick a, a, pick a series. So we've done Dragon Prince, we've done Rebels, we've done uh, Invader Zim, and now that this new season of Clone Wars is coming out, I'm going to be able to like legit show them Clone Wars. Yeah. And you did a Clone Wars thing before. Yes, I did. a. Yeah, we did. We started Clone Wars. That's right. Yeah, you did. So we were able to show them a couple. I think the first couple seasons. Yeah. They're getting force fed, baby. And it's going to happen. What what are some of the things the King Tom and I know Boo and Les haven't watched the Clone Wars per se, but King Tom, what are some of the questions you want answered? I mean, there's all kinds of things out there, like what happened to Cody, any more things that led to Annie's demise to the dark side does maul even know about palpatine's plan like his full plan ahsoka what happened to her those kind of things that are just out there that took for granted and we just like saw it later on what's some of the things that you're looking for in season seven you kind of said one of them because this is the last season i do think it should tie in directly to the opening of episode three where you have the kidnapping of Palpatine and the, the Battle of Coruscant. And it, it looks like in the trailer we may see scenes that run along with yeah. the Re- Revenge of the Sith itself, which, right. which would be it's great. Intertwine. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see that. I, I'm a sucker for Mandalore. Would love to see some of that stuff. Oh, I, wonder, you know, I wonder if they'll bring back, because I think he's like he would be 15 or 16, I wonder if they would bring back young Boba. Yeah, those are all great questions. This Friday, guys. I mean, at least we can talk about some Star Wars stuff, which is great yeah. every week. Hopefully, it's good. Boo, are you going to be watching this? I, I guess maybe I have to. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, most likely. I think I'll get like a little bit of a catch up of like snippets of what I do need to know in mm-hmm. order to be filled in. But yeah, yeah, probably I would have to say. I heard it looks beautiful. That's one thing I've read that it looks really, really well done. Even more so than the f- season six and season five, which they got better as the seasons went on. So that's great news. Now, there was all kinds of rumors that the Cassian show has been delayed. King Tom, has this been debunked at all? I have not seen anything one way or the other. I've just seen rumors and anonymous reports. Okay, well, I have a quote from Diego Luna that talks about Cassian, at least. He's on a press junket for Narcos. The, and fantastic, and, by and the way. And Boo's seen all of it. He binged all of it and said it was great. We have friends at work that have, are raving about it. Great show. You should definitely check it out. But during a recent interview with Entertainment Tonight, the show star, Diego Luna, excitedly talked about being Cassian and reliving that character and coming back to the Lucasfilm fold. This is what he had to say. We are doing it this year. It's happening and I'm getting ready for it. It is really cool to tell a story where you already know the ending. It is a different approach because of the beauty and it's how things happen. It's not just what happens. It's not the typical way of approaching a story. It's about how things happen which in fact is the same that happened in Rogue One. You know the ending, but you don't know how it happened. And we have that challenge in front of us again. 
which is exciting. So he is doing it this year and he is getting ready for it. Even if it's delayed, it's still going to be filming this year, unless they didn't Mm -hmm. tell the main star of the show. And Bob Iger also said it was happening a few weeks ago. That's right. Chill, people. So that is your Star Wars report. Thank you very much, King Tom. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you filling in for those amazing big old shoes of Mr. Schrothers. You know what they say about big shoes? Big feet. That's right. Pop culture news. He-Man. How many, how many times have you done that? What's that? That is a repeated joke on this, on this podcast. I've never talked it? about somebody's feet in this podcast. Have I? You've done it before. Size? No. You're fucking smoking hash. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a bad idea. No. But, um, Maybe you'd fucking know what we're talking about on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think you've done it before. Anyways. Pop culture. He-Man. Netflix has announced the full cast of Kevin Smith's animated Masters of the Universe series. Here's some cool things here. It's a star-studded mix of Smith's regulars like Jason Mewes, Justin Long. Not a big fan of Justin Long, dude. Why not? I don't know, man. That guy has bugged me since the Apple commercials. Never liked that guy. What about Galaxy Quest? Don't even. You don't like Cena because of his hairdo. So don't talk to me about not liking Cena. Oh, no, but I, I like the dude. He's a nice guy. I just don't like his new haircut. That's the thing. I don't like Justin Long. Trying to sell me apples. Uh, Lena Headley, who we all know from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller, who we all know because she's great. And Steven Root. I don't know who Steven Root is. Do you guys know? Yeah. You watch Barry. Oh, I love Barry. Yeah. Steven Root is his handler. <gasps> Fucking great. That guy is the best. He was Steven in Office Space. Yeah, Steven Root is the guy in Dodgeball that yes. doesn't oh, get angry. Say no more. Oh, Say no more. He's a great actor. He's a great character great actor, actor. And he does a lot of uh, voice work. Yes. Too. Yeah, Steven he, Root has been around for Here a is the time. kicker. Can I Two kickers. Can I we have a reunion. Can I, can I have my stapler? Mark Hamill will be Skeletor. Nice. And Kevin Conroy is going to be... Well, now I got to watch it. Yeah, Kevin Conroy is not going to be He-Man. No, he? he's going to be somebody else. I forgot who Okay, is. I was going to say, whoa, that but would be a reunion. It's a reunion reunion. If they're legit, yeah. like, facing off against each, each other. other again. Yes. Yeah, so very cool, man. They, this is a star-studded cast. Son I'm excited about this. Now I got to watch You it. have yeah. to watch this. Yeah, now that I means Hamill's a, a great laugher, isn't he? Because Skeletor oh, has a fantastic yes. evil laugh. Yes, I can't wait to hear Skeletor. He is so talented, man. So this is going to be great. So very good news. I'm sure Mr. Chris Fresh is very excited about this. I don't know where the other live action thing is going. That was supposed to be bought to Netflix as well. I was about to say. My only question is, is are they going to do, so are they going to cartoon network it up where they, you know, have you seen the Teen Titans and the Thundercats? Tell me you guys have seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's legitimately like baby stuff. And I'm like, I mean, it's cool to animate something, but come on, you're you're tugging at our old heartstrings and nostalgia. Just give me a legit He-Man. Show. What if the He-Man doesn't look like He-Man and the fans are going to get pissed and they're going to make him redo it again? We're entitled to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I love this time of the day. Yeah, me too. Makes me feel The best part is that it's wonderful exercise. It's the best. Of course, one should check with a doctor before doing any heavy Right. And then start off just a little each day. Remember, be good to your body and it'll be good to you. Now, we have an email from OG Rob, and it's unfortunate Mr. Struthers isn't going to be here because I think there's some kind of music minute into this, too. Go ahead, Mr. Gonzalez. Hey, Sith List. I wanted to nominate this for the music minute. Bob Marley would have been 75 on February 6th. 
an iconic artist who introduced reggae music to the world and is synonymous with the island of Jamaica. Nearly 40 years after his death, he continues to influence musicians Ooh. of all genres. Don't know if you guys are into reggae, but I bet you know at least one Bob Tune. For anyone out there interested, I highly recommend Bob's biography, Catch a Fire to You. It's not only documents his life, but it also lays down a pretty thorough history of how reg- the reggae sound developed on the island from an early Mento and ska music. Hmm. Eric, working on the pentatonic minor scale and progressing slowly but steadily. Later, OG Rob. Thank you, OG Rob. So we'll pass along, well, because Eric doesn't listen to us. We'll pass along <laughs> the info to Eric that you're working on your pentatonic minor scale. And thank you for this music minute. Did everybody go through the reggae phase? Because I went through a whole like three years of going to Reggae Sunsplash. It was a big music festival. King Tom knows what it is. He's laughing at me. Yeah. Acted like I was like a reggae dude, bought the whole colors and, you know, got, did stuff while we're watching Reggae Sunsplash, but went through the whole reggae stage. I really appreciate Bob Marley. And I also appreciate Ziggy Marley, his son, who I've seen separately in concert. I think Bob Marley was a genius, but here's the question that I ask. I also always ask this with people that pass away. Would Bob Marley have continued to be that great if he was still alive? At Meaning, did he become? Did no? I'm not at seventy. Not right now. <laughs> I'm saying if he survived, chubby checker, yeah. and he didn't pass away, would he have been this iconic musician that we all? Ooh. Bob Marley's become a brand. I don't know, I don't know either. I mean, what? he's great enough to. Don't get me wrong. Like he's a great musician. Melodies are amazing. His music's amazing. But when people pass away. They, so for, they tend to blow up for all you dub heads or roots rock reggae people out there. I listened to Bob Marley for about a week. That's it. And then I, because I found something else. I, my reggae that I like is dancehall. I love dancehall reggae. Yeah, dancehall's cool. Like Jabba Ranks and all that. Uh, yeah. Mad Cobra. Jabba Ranks. I'm sorry. Uh, even <laughs> Sean Paul, uh, Beanie Man. Yeah. I love, 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 love dance hall reggae Mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends and i lived in san diego for about 10 years and it was there's a heavy 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 community of people that love roots rock reggae they love roots they love dub they love all of it but i was the outsider because i'm like i don't like that stuff i like the party reggae see i liked i like steel pulse obviously i like bob and ziggy eka mouse Ecom, Ecom Mouse, yeah, Ecom Mouse. Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I would go, the only reason, well, because I would smoke heavily back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody like, dude, you got to still come with us, man. We're going to this show. So I would go to like, you know, and see a lot of shows down there. It was just too laid back for me. Too chill. Like way too chill. I'm like, I, I mean, I could just go to sleep to this stuff. But Bob Marley himself, yes, I totally respect him. I respect oh, absolutely. what he's done. I don't know if he would be like, if he released albums now, people would be like rushing to go get well, him. I'm not saying now, how about, how about if he didn't die, would the next 10, 15, 20 years have made him the icon that he is today? I mean, it's a question that can't be answered. I but, don't know, man. I don't, and you could say that about Kurt Cobain. Obviously, you can say that about Jim I, Morrison. I could see him, his influence is obviously there. I mean, it might be cool for him to do stuff with the three generations and have him mm-hmm. and Ziggy and in Junior Gong doing his thing too with mm-hmm. them. And like, you know, they're rocking out doing something. But I, I mean, yeah, it's a tough one, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Do you ever into the uh, reggae there, Mr. Chansky? I was not. My roommate freshman year of college was. Mm. So I kind of got it by osmosis. I mean, I, I respected That's it. It's not the only for, thing you got by you osmosis, know. I'm sure, if you're into <laughs> reggae in your, in your, yeah. in your dorm. No, it, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it was good. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got totally into it, man. Like, I would go to reggae so much every year. I was like rocking the Bob Marley Jamaican colored shirts. I probably look like an idiot, but totally digged it. Dude, that's that tracks. That's a Raj. He will wear a shirt just yeah. to fit into whatever oh, absolutely, he's going dude. to. Oh, that's about right, dude. Yep. And Peter Tosh. You, Peter Tosh. Yep, fantastic. Yeah, it, also yeah. passed away at an early, early age. No, but, but there's so many. You know, you're right. It opened the door and, and there's so mm-hmm. many out. It's, Buju Bantan. Yeah, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, all these names are coming back to me. Uh, even even your pop uh, UB40. I always love UB40. They always had did, one Persian dude in that band. And, and I was UB40 like, hell yeah. did just enough dance hall stuff yeah. where I'm like, okay, I can rock with these They're guys. probably one of the most popular they reggae bands. They actually are, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know UB40 more than any, any other reggae group. And then they even went what? as far as like bringing the white guy, Snow. Informer. <laughs> And fucking make me put oh Informer on goodness, in our podcast dude. now. God damn it. I wonder if anybody could actually break those lyrics down. I do the exact lyrics word for word. What's the major hook in it? The major hook is basically... <laughs> informer. Don't do that. It's basically if somebody say that Snow stabbed someone and the cops are going to blame him and take him to jail. And he's well. Break yeah. down that part for me, dude. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want the story of the song. It's That's not the, the behind the music. I'm not about, VH1 the, I'm not about to actually. I want to rip out a patois of Snow's damn song Informer. <sighs> Just put the sound bite in, dude. Could use a you really want to hear? And that's why this song we gotta go play him. There it is. is. Yeah, what is this? What is he saying? He's saying Snow stabs somebody down the lane. He's the one I'm gonna blame. Shit, see, that's what I wanted to know. That's awesome. So I had no idea this was whole like, time. That guy did something and it's him. Take him to jail. And that's what the song is about. What's the major, one of the major fuck ups on a song that you always thought the lyrics were one thing and then you blew <laughs> you for, something else? I, for 30 years. I thought Depeche Mode's personal Jesus. Well, this should be good. I thought it was reach out and touch may because they're they're, yes but they're british so i thought they were saying may because that's how they say me reach out and touch may so i went to concerts every year screaming out loud reach out and touch may and people were going okay well they didn't hear me because it's loud you know and they were all saying faith that is until i went to their last show and it said the words faith out there really loudly and i looked at Everybody was like, "Just kidding!" I felt like an idiot. You know, yeah. Just kidding. What? What is it? Uh, what, is, what is the song? Uh, rolling like a deuce, but it sounds like rolling. Oh, like Adele. A douche. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Manfred Mann. I was just Man thinking about Man that. The blinded by the light. Yeah. Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a douche. Yeah, yeah. Roller in the neck. Douche, but it's a deuce. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a deuce, but yeah, song. Yeah, this is a great song. But for the longest time, I thought I've always thought that. I was today years old when I thought it was when I found out. Really, Nirvana's. I think I'm dumb. Yeah, I think I'm dumb. I I thought it was Effie come down when I was a kid. Effie come down. I was like, who the fuck's Effie? Oh, that, the, the old, it's an old song, but it's it. Give me the Beach Boys and free my soul. Give me, give me the give Beach me Boys and free my soul. soul. <laughs> I want to get rock and roll. So now you get, but you guys have to talk about That's the one, great, that one meme about that. You know the song Rhythm of the Night? Oh, for, uh-huh. hell yeah, And I do. the guy says Reebok or Nike. It's the Reebok or yeah, he's like, it's, I didn't it's, know it's, that. It's a, one. There's a light. Oh, he's in Spanish, awesome. and the guy's like trying to request a song, uh, and he's like, "You know the song is it's Reebok or Nike." And then they're which like, "Rhythm the of the Night." The, yeah, oh, the, the barge one or the other one? No, the the oh, dancing one. 
and then the guy the dj just laughs and plays the song he's like that's the song <laughs> like it's not reebok or night dude it's rhythm of the night that's funny so listeners so you guys tell us what songs that you butchered i have one i have one okay. uh was it about lorena because it was an akon song oh, i wanna fuck you but it was oh, on the radio. It was no. on the radio. That's the only way that she had heard it was on the radio. She's so singing, I want to yeah, love you, the I other w- version? Yeah, because it's like, I want to oh, love you, because it's the clean version on the radio. Oh, and yeah. it was, I want to love you. And then I, you know, you played the re- I played the, the real one. And oh. she's like, I was, she's like, oh my God, this is awful. I'm oh, like, yeah, talk to oh, it's about terrible. That. Yeah, it's yeah. a terrible song. <laughs> I all- mean, lyrically terrible song, but it was, it's charged up for sure. Well, yeah, everybody, please send in your yeah, send in your uh, songs that you fucked that up you on. Thought, love to know, yeah. Reach out and touch May, 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 May. And only Lorena would do that. She was never going to buy the actual no. album that Acom put out and have that damn thing bumping in the house. No, and then and then uh, the people, fun- people buy albums back then. Remember? I mean, they yeah. No, and then the funniest part is like I'm 13, 14, yeah, and she's got it, and she's she's all like, "Oh, this is a great song," and I'm like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "You don't know shit." That's funny. That's really funny. Well, wake up, it's 1984. It's reboots and remakes. And the reason I'm saying that is because we have two stories, amazing stories. Apple TV Plus, I guess it's called, has released the first trailer for Amazing Stories, the streaming service's reimagining of the sci-fi fantasy anthology series with Steven Spielberg on board as executive producer, which he was back then. Yes. Lost in Once Upon a Time producing writing duo Eddie Kitts and Adam Horowitz will serve as showrunners on Amazing Stories which hits Apple TV on March 6th. Do you guys remember Amazing Stories? I know King Tom does. I do. They were big for a while. I couldn't watch them when I was a kid. Boo, you have no idea what we're talking about. No clue. Steven Spielberg had a show that you executive produced, and they were really cool. Just kind of like sci-fi fantasy stories, right? Yeah, I would say more along the lines of real-world fantasy, but a little bit more uplifting than The Twilight Zone. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Very, very cool. Well, wasn't there like a block? Because I remember it was on Saturday night and I couldn't, my my dad would not let me watch it because it was Twilight Zone, Amazing Stories, and Monsters. Oh, shit. Tell me you guys remember that show, Monsters. Little Monsters with uh, Fred Savage? Monsters. It had the weird, eerie keyboard. No, I don't remember. I ended up being able to watch it when I was like 15 because they would replay it. It was syndicated. But yeah, my dad would be like, nope, you got to go to sleep. And I couldn't watch it at all. No, I remember that one. But I remember Amazing Stories was pretty big. And I think it lasted yeah. a couple of years only. But it, it, yeah, I know it, it opposited uh, Twilight Zone, right, King Tom? It was on Saturday nights for a while, but then I think it was also on Tuesday or Wednesdays. Yeah. Wow. And like it was Twilight Zone first. And it was like you said, it was creepy because I remember being able yeah. to see the one episode of Twi- the new Twilight Zone I saw was the scariest shit I ever saw in my life mm-hmm. as a kid. And mm-hmm. then Amazing Stories was like you said, yeah, it was like uplifting, like. You know, playing kick the can or something and rejuvenating. Made me feel like I was watching the Rocketeer every time I watched it. That kind of. But but the story wasn't that way. But like the feel of it was like the Rocketeer. Yeah, heroic. So this is coming out. It's going to be supposedly a big thing on Apple TV. Spielberg's behind it, which is interesting because he doesn't like streaming services. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) But my question is this. Who uh, actually has Apple TV? Who has Apple TV? Yeah, I mean. Not me. Like. Not me. None of us here. You know why I don't have Apple TV? Because I didn't listen to Justin Long. And get an apple. That's right. Full circle. You went and got a Dell instead. That's right. HP. Oh no, it is a Dell. Know. Fuck. Yeah. I don't even know what I have. Dude, you got a Dell. Dude, the sponsorship. Come on now. Oh, damn. Oh, we're screwed. 
I'm sure it'll be awesome. I hope it's good. I mean, I want these things to be good. But do I need to go chase down getting an Apple TV now? Absolutely nope. not. In order to watch amazing stories. The other story that we want to talk about, the other reboot and remake is Gremlins. Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai is an upcoming animated comedy fantasy web television series to be released on okay. Warner Media's upcoming service, HBO Max. The service will consist of 10 episodes. I'm sorry, the series will consist of 10 episodes and serve as a prequel to the 1984 Gremlins and the 1990 sequel, The New Batch. So this like is a this. prequel to find out all the secrets of the Mogwai. Are they going to have the episode where they're tearing apart the airplanes? Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember that. They that put them on our planes, right? damn it. <laughs> that's right. WWII. They ripped apart our planes. Gremlins. Oh, yeah. So that, it's crazy how we're awesome. rehashing everything from back in the day, but it worked back then. It's interesting that we're not rehashing stuff from the 90s just yet, as much as the 80s have been hit. And we're still on the 80s train, evidently. It's weird because a lot of the mm-hmm. people that are, are running these things are our age. That's exactly right. So it's easy right. to just yeah. continue these So maybe stories. in 10 years, we're going to go back and they're going to well, be all the 90s I, shows. Well, think about it as fan fiction or fan theory, right? In, right. a, in a way, you know, people are going, what? <laughs> yeah, it's their You know, we always talked about this in, yeah, as kids in school. We'd be like, what if this happened, dude? Or what if that happened? You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're doing it. And they're doing it. That's pretty cool. It's pretty you think cool of it that way. if you think of it that way, for sure. So that was your, the reboots and remakes. And Wake Up, it's 1984. That's my new segment. And <laughs> only reason is because I wanted to put the Oingo Boingo song on. Speaking of reboots and remakes, but didn't get rebooted or remade oh. or anything like okay. that. Have you guys seen the, the stuff about the Gladiator 2 script that was projected? Yes. That the, long time ago. A long they time ago. They were going to come out with it. This was, this was, was going to happen. Yeah. This was going to happen. And it kind of, it's kind of resurfaced. And I just found it. I knew that they were going to, they thought about it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know exactly their thoughts. There was a script for it. There was a script. Let me, let me give you guys a little synopsis here. This is from, uh, I found it from Champions Daily. I have, I have no idea what that is. Hey, man. But I found it. Whatever. Um, in the OG script from Gladiator 2, Maximus gets sent back to Earth by the gods to kill Jesus Christ. Unaware that the gods are tricking him, Maximus kills Jesus, who ends up being his son. Maximus then becomes an eternal warrior and fights through time mm-hmm. all the way up to the Vietnam War. Yeah, so I'm glad that there, these things don't get greenlit, but I'm surprised it didn't. But yeah, Me too, although it is a weird crazy and like just what the hell i would go see this <laughs> this seems fucking nuts and the funny thing is is that russell crowe was the one who who he's he heard the script heard yeah, the idea he was all bored. and he's like no nah, i don't like it <laughs> I know. He's, he's like, like no. yeah he wanted to make a sequel he was on board at the time you know what he said in the meeting i do not entertain yeah <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> like he's like this is not why i'm no, here this is yeah. not why i'm here yeah that's awful yeah Oh, it's it's horrendous. I was I was very, reading and I was very, like, that is very much a reach. Yeah, <laughs> that is extremely. Can you imagine the person that wrote the script and at the end goes, "This this is it. This is um, I think this is a this is going to be greenlit." Have a look, guys. Have a look. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I don't. Come I, on, come on, come on. What do you think? What uh, do you think? I don't want to poo poo on the guy, but the guy the the guy who wrote the script is Nick Cave. Nick Cave. Nick Cave. Nick, Nick Cave. Nick Cave in the bad seats. I, I have no idea that I'm sure he's written other scripts though. Who's a, yeah, who's really a big musician? Ah, sure. uh, um, yeah. So I just I I found that today, and I just wanted to okay. share because I wanted to see your guys' reaction. <laughs> That's crazy. We got an email from Kent. Go ahead, Les. I think this might be right up your alley. Dear Sith listeners, do you think that we will ever see the Squadron Supreme or Mister Fix It in the MCU? I hope we do, but I don't think we will. The reason I'm saying that is because the Squadron Supreme are homages or ripoffs of the Justice League. 
Only in some incarnations of the team, they are a twisted version of the Justice League. Superman who kills, Batman who is vicious, etc. Seems like the DC movies are already doing that. Hmm. Think Mr. Fixit would be great, but with the Hulk solo movies kind of a licensing mess, I don't know if they would have time to tell that story. Plus, the smart Hulk needs to be around for a little while more. Unless they could do the Squadron Supreme as what the traditional Justice League should be and make Mr. Fixit a villain, maybe that could work. Still waiting for Kazar. <laughs> Sean Quan. Thanks, Ken. You're still Hold waiting on a second. for Kazar. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because Squadron Supreme is Marvel. Yes. I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Fixit, great character. And to Kent talking about the Hulk and the, and the kerfuffle that is universal and, the and licensing, yeah. Yeah, licensing and all that bullshit. There's been a conversation mm. between Kevin Feige and Universal. What? Nobody knows exactly what they talked about per se, but people can assume nothing has been said about it because there's been a real big push by Mark Ruffalo and Kevin Feige. They've had their own conversation of things that they would like to do for Bruce Banner and the whole character and things like that. You know, it's kind of, I don't want to get my hopes up, but this is the most news that we've gotten in a long time. It's not even news. It's rumors. Let's put it that way. This, this is kind of like the most exciting rumor we've had in a while about any of this. So there is a possibility. And I was thinking about it this way with all of the, not all of the characters, but you know, Captain America, he's gone. Tony Stark, he's gone. Black Widow, she's gone. Mm. You know, Thor, he's going to disappear eventually. Mm. He's going to go. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo has been around and he's excited about this character. And he's the only one who hasn't gotten his own thing, his own movie on his own. So he might be the only one left out of the original six, essentially, that would stick around for a longer amount but, of time. But something and, would have to happen to turn to give him that. Right, he'd have to take a major hit on the head to become Mister Fixit, right? Oh yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it would. It yeah. would take. It would take some work. But I'm saying that that the possibility of other things happening and more Hulk stuff going on, as far as you know, Disney Marvel wise. There is there is a possibility. Is so, crazy. so don't he's uh, you know Mr. Fixit is actually one of my favorite incarnations he's of the great. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't yeah. know Araj, it's basically he's, no he's, oh. he's Vito Corleone. Yeah, he's oh, a, really? he's, a, he's, he's a straight out nineteen forties gangster oh, in pinstripe, pinstripe suit. Suit. So he's like Capone yeah. with the hat. Yes. Straight great. out and he's like I'm Joe Fixit. Oh, and he's rad. a he's a fixer for the mob. Fantastic name. In Vegas and all over the place, and he just whoops ass in this badass suit. And then his mm-hmm. battle damage is like his arms are sticking out. So he just looks like a rip but, bouncer. Like it's legit, dude. But he's, he's the Grey Hulk and Grey Hulk wasn't as strong, right? Grey Hulk. Yeah. But apparently the power scales were that, that Grey Hulk held back because he knew how crazy okay. he could be. So with the Grey Hulk and his, incarn- his incarnations, he basically held back like, look, I'm just holding, but I don't want to do too much. I know what kind of destruction oh, the level bring, level of know? building here. Whereas Savage Hulk just goes, Gray Hulk right. is like, I need to chill because I could break everything if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, thank, <clears throat> thank you, Kent. By the way, we have breaking news. This is breaking news. Oh, our correspondent on the floor. I don't know what floor, but on the ground or whatever the hell they say. We have some information on Eric Struthers. Oh, Tracy Moon. Ooh is sending me a message saying that rat bastard Struthers missed out because he's streaming cats in his hotel room and there isn't enough bandwidth to join the show. What the fuck, Mr. Struthers? That fits. How that better be Is that joke. even legit? That's kind of weird. I will kill him dead. If that's the case. I believe it. 
I believe it too. Yeah. That's why I'm a little upset about it. Streaming cats? Because of Taylor Swift, right? I, well, I hope that's the, I hope that's the reason. Jeez. Okay, Ish Brothers, I get you, man. Totally understand, bro. Now, we're going to end this podcast talking about what DC put out from the Batman, or actually oh, Matt Reeves put out. Yes. Just a little video, but yes. I think it was enough to, for us to talk about it. I'm really excited about this outfit. And let me tell you why. I love the fact that allegedly his logo his bat symbol is the two guns or the one gun. It's the gun broken mm-hmm. in half that killed his parents. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And I think his whole suit is, looks like it's stitched and it looks like it's very like handmade. Mm-hmm. Well, this is year two Batman. Mm-hmm. Correct. This is year two. So he has, he's figured out some things. He's learned some stuff about what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. And, and, and much, much improvements need to be made. To the suit, but yeah, it looks no, cool. And then also, mm-hmm. year two, this is what happens. So in um, is it the Dark Knight, which is the one with the uh, Heath Ledger, Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight, the Dark the, Knight. the Dark Knight, yeah. So in Dark Knight, you remember Michael Caine's Alfred rips into him and says, "Yeah, what do you think was going to happen? You've shut down the mob. You've beaten everybody. Yeah, you. This is this up. is what's you, left. You you did you, this. You pushed them into a you corner. So yeah. year two, and the way it's looking, this is going to be a nightmare night." For Batman, he's going to have the Penguin. He's going to have, who else? All the other, like, like multiple oh, villains, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Catwoman. They're bringing them all out. It's Everybody's coming. Gallery. So that means he's taken down the five families at this point. He's figured it out to take down the mob. Yeah, Carmine's on in here. <clears throat> so Falcone's gone. Falcone's Sionis on. is gone. All of them are gone, you know? And he's going to have to take on the power vacuum. And he's going to have to find a way to shut all those down. And that, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be fucking awesome. It, I mean, he looks like a good Batman, man. He has chis, chins chiseled. I mean, he just looks well, no, like, then, plays the part well. And when you look at, I mean, as much as King Tom hates this, when you look at trailers of Tenet, he looks like he's got the action vein. So he's, he's, he's getting there. Pattinson's. Yeah, he's there. made some really good decisions after Twilight. He really has. He's been pretty he's, picky about what he's done. And he's a very good actor. Really good actor. He's, he, he has yeah, Harry Potter's a great launch. Uh, yeah, he was in he's Harry Potter. He's Cedric Diggory. He That's had a great right. launch. That's so. right. I mean, I know we're, we're lauding all these like, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. I mean, it's still. Well, that's a big thing. Like the cast has been great. Yes. And then the storyline, it sounds like it's going to be great because they're picking the right storyline. And then obviously the Batman's look is a huge part right. of what you're going to be and excited these are, about. These Batman movies haven't been terrible. They're all good Batman movies. If you knock out the crazy colorful ones that we got from the other ones. You go the first two Tim Burton ones, and then you go from there. Yeah, and you jump over to what's Nolan's. wrong with bat nipples? Yeah, and bat bulge. You knock off Clooney's Batman and go. Okay, let's go from Burton from Keaton, maybe Kilmer. Kilmer was cool. Yeah, you go Keaton, Kilmer, and then Bale, and all the way to now, and right. you're like, we're good, we're okay. Yeah, even even because uh, even Batfleck was Batfleck, terrible. He was a good older Batman. The so, reception has been very good for this look. Yes, yeah. Yes. So there you have it. He's Batman. Okay, so we have some other cool comic book, movie, TV, and all that shenanigans news. Disney Plus's show, Falcon and Winter Soldier's got some cool news yes. that just broke. Well, the, the news is that Carl Lumley has been cast or added to the show. So he's been cast in a way, uh, but everyone is automatically jumping to the conclusion that he just might be Isaiah Bradley. Okay, can you explain to people, the common folk here, that who Carl Lumley and Isaiah Bradley are? Well, Carl Lumley, for those of us that have 
been alive for quite some time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, for those of that, us that know, he was on a show called Alias, but he was also, <laughs> if you think about it, I think he was one of the first like black lead, black led superhero shows on primetime television. And that show was called Mantis. And he was, uh, he played, I think it was like a lawyer or a, a scientist by day. And then he had a, he was basically Batman where he was paralyzed, but he had a, a gadget that made him be able to walk and fight crime at night. He would night. pray a lot. Uh, I don't know about, <laughs> he didn't say praying Mantis, he just said Mantis. I'm bad. Um, it, it was, from, that, it was, thanks for that chuckle. It was down. literally for like You're a year though. I think it was yeah. 94 to 95 that the show came out. Yeah, it was around then. But um, it came around the same time Fox had this whole sci-fi kick where they did X-Files, Sliders, Mantis was one of those Sliders. shows. Um, but he was also an alias. He's been in Supergirl. Um, he's cast as a, the Martian Manhunter's father. Um, Sounds like now, you're a fanboy. Not really, just you know, doing some research and making sure I know because he's been in other movies that I've seen. He was actually in Doctor Sleep. Previously oh God, in Doctor Sleep, that. he was Dick Halloran. I want to see that. Oh, he was Dick Halloran? Yeah, he was this version of oh, Dick Halloran. Uh, and um, I mean, this is a good call. If that's what it's going to be, if he's going to be a version of Isaiah Bradley, that means he's going, because for anybody who doesn't know, so there's a story called Truth, and that is the undercover Captain America. So this is obviously, you're going to go at the vein of like the Tuskegee Airmen and all those other things where it's an experimental thing. Super Soldier was an experiment. They had to test it on somebody, tested it on an African-American. This version of the Super Soldier serum, though, was not perfected. So um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? He, was, he started dying, right, King Tom? I think he was one of many. Yes. And all, all, like he was the only one that didn't grotesquely go wrong. I think right. it's like a and, 300 or something yeah, like that. And yeah. yeah, the government didn't care because... Yeah, they were they expendable. saw them as expendable. Yeah, yeah. they're like, it was just that's some bullshit. People of color will just test it on them. If they die, they die. Whatever you know. Um, and, and that then, totally makes sense for that time. Yeah. So yeah. he and, and in the in the novel, you know, it shows you know they were able to he like ran missions and stuff. But I, I if I'm not mistaken, it actually started killing him mm-hmm. slowly, slowly killing him. And he was able to either I think he ended up dying or he just went into hiding. But they were able to perfect the super serum, and that's how we got Steve Rogers. So our theory, your theory, or our theory is that the Falcon's going to say, I don't want to do this shit. He's going to come and say, hey, this was our shit, and you need to do this shit that to is, make this right. I think that is the collective Twitter Interesting. Uh, fanboy, uh, everybody's speculative mind. Okay. Is that that's more than likely what will happen, and I mean. Pretty cool. I like that angle. Yeah. I mean, as far as all of this goes... I would love that. I'd love to see that. Uh, it would give everybody, it would open more eyes to that, you know, people to understand or to at least see like, hey, look, this story came out. None of us read it or a lot of us did read it and we forgot about this, but. When did the story come out? Truth. The truth. I think it was oh. 19, no, 2000? I think it was about 15 years ago. Mm. Like, yeah. Okay. So. Um, Pretty cool storyline. Very cool storyline. Uh very great artwork. It looks really cool. He's got this blue bandana with the star and he's just got the uh, three pronged, uh, three tips shield. Really awesome. He's basically captain. He looks like Ray Lewis, just a giant muscular man just running around beating the hell out of all these Nazis and stuff. Such a great story. 
but to get it live action and be like, look, this is the guy that Steve Rogers. So all that stuff that Howard Stark and all those guys did in first Avenger, they had already been doing this, right? you know, and this is the guy that they actually, he actually did it, you know? And that means they may even give us some live action flashbacks of this stuff. It, oh, it would only that do would justice. Be really cool. It would man. only do it justice to give us, you know, some live action flashbacks of Isaiah Bradley doing his thing. And oh man, that would I, be really cool. Maybe Chris Evans makes a cameo. Oh man, that I mean, Dude. all of it would. We're be We're talking awesome. about flashbacks here. Dude, I'm just saying, all of it would be awesome. That'd be so uh, cool. That would yeah, be very really cool. That'd be very cool. Did you, King Tom and Les? Did you hear about? the next fades into Marvel or I can't think, I don't remember if it's Marvel or DC that they're going to do something really big with Marvel. They're going to like have a massive, not an Avengers thing, but I think, um, this is Alex Ross is going to be involved. It's like a big, the next big thing for Marvel comics. Do you hear anything about that? King Tom? No, oh, no, I, not I at swear all. I read something about that. That their next thing is they're working on it. They're being very secretive. I know right now. Project in, in all, <laughs> No, I know in all honesty <laughs> right now, uh, X-Men is basically dominating everything again with all mm-hmm. the different titles. And I know we have Wolverine coming up. Wolverine number one is coming. Uh, we already have Marauders, uh, X-Force. They're bringing all Wolverine the, was out today. Okay. See, so yeah. they're bringing all the titles back and they're bringing uh, all, the, it, all the things from House of X and Powers of Ten. It just set all this stuff in motion as far as that goes. But, I mean, yeah, there's always awesome stuff coming from Marvel and DC also. Okay. I'm just trying to look right now. But if Alex Ross is involved, then that means it's going to be a massive series. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Series. Yeah, it's going to be a massive, massive, you know, 8 to 12 issues. And It's, going to, it's called The Marvels. Oh, yeah, that's the show. They're going to do a show about it, a I think. A show? Well, he wrote uh, Marvel. Ale- Alex Ross and Yedri Sinar. He wrote Dari Sinar is coming back and Kurt Busiek. Busiek, yeah. Yeah, they're going to team up again. And the whole idea of the Marvels is to be able to use the whole Marvel universe, not just all the characters in it, but all the history of it, the sweeping scope of the whole thing. Big stuff can happen in the Marvel universe, but we usually see it confined largely to the Avengers and Avengers, obviously in Avengers, to the FF and Fantastic Four and so on. The Marvels is intended as a freewheeling book that can go anywhere, do anything, use anyone. It's okay. a smorgasbord of Marvel heroes in history. It's not a team. It's a concept of the universe, depending on how you look at it. The Marvels features the Marvels, all the many and the uh, varied characters of the Marvel universe, the yeah. heroes, the villains, the oddities, all of it. There'll be popular characters of today. There'll be obscure characters from long ago. And heck, there'll be stories, uh, story threads that take place in the past or possibly, possibly in the future. But okay, so that's- This comes from- bleedingcool.com is that a continuation in of the original series marvels because that was pretty cool this is new news too february yeah. 10 2020 is when this yeah because the uh right king tom the the original marvels was basically through the eyes of a photographer yeah and they did a one shot that came out over the summer that was him watching the sentinel attack that led to the creation of phoenix he was with uh, his daughters in rockefeller plaza when the sentinels okay. attack but that was like a one shot last summer. Yeah. So, so, so I don't. Yeah, the uh, original one was basically it was through the eyes of a daily bugle, daily bugle photographer. He right? was a freelancer, freelance guy. He worked for both. And his and his uh, was he a spider on the side? No, but his his. <laughs> so every cover was cool because it would be like he uh, the first one was Green Goblin, 
Am I right? The very first issue? No, the first one was Human Torch because it, it started in right. the 40s before yes. – or the late 30s, I should say. And then I know one of them is him holding the camera, and you see on the camera lens the Green Goblin holding Glenn, Gwen Stacy. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, he's holding I've Gwen Stacy. And he's got a smile on his face. And he's got a smile on his yeah, face. I've seen and it's that. like uh, he's watching oh, Spider-Man cool. and Gwen Stacy battle it out. That's I mean, right. Spider-Man and, and the Green Goblin, Goblin battle, battle it out. out. Yeah. And then my favorite and, one is uh, Angel grabbing a little girl. And he's flying out from the Morlock tunnels oh, with the girl, because, right? Like he, he, he yeah, he. Th- that's the that's the cover. But the series does a really good job because you're in his shoes mm-hmm. and you're watching with awe as these superheroes start to show up. And then all of a sudden, in one issue, you know, he the guy like worships the Fantastic Four, but then there's mutants. And there are people looking to track down a mutant in his neighborhood and kill them. And he right. like joins in this mob. Like, Let's kill them. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's with them. Yeah. Die, yeah. mutie, and, die. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finds out his daughters are harboring a mutant in their basement. And so like everything changes for him. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty cool POV kind of thing, but if they're going to change yeah. it to different points of view and all that other stuff and go everywhere else and expand that, I'm all for it. I'm glad I found it because I just wanted to hear you guys geek out for a little bit. If yeah. if that's their big much, event, man. yeah. If that's yeah. their big event this summer, I'd rather it be that than blowing up the universe and starting over again for the yeah, twelfth time. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Other and those thing. artists that I mentioned, including Alex Ross, are one of the, <clears throat> the, the well, most B- le- legendary Busiek ones. Is, they're right? the ones who started it. I think that him yeah. and Busiek did the very first run. Well, Alex so. Ross's art, art, his style, oh, yeah, no, his that's my is, favorite style of any comic. Yeah, he's, he's definitely that's, true. I love true, that kind of style. Like he's, got a, he's a painter. He yeah, does beautiful, yeah, man. He's beautiful. Yeah. All right, man. That was a uh, fun little dive into comics that we just uh, pulled out of nowhere. Well, yeah. I think that wraps up this episode of The Sith List, episode number 185. Thank you for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. also want to go back to last week and thank the great gals from The Force Toast for coming on and making us have a blast on our podcast. It was a fun time. Can't wait to have them back on. Can't wait to have yeah. Mr. Steel Saunders back on. And um, that guy, Eric Struthers, it'd be great to have him back on one of these days. <laughs> but we'll um, it, if I do find out that he was watching Cats and not hanging out with us, I don't know. I'm going to let the listeners deal with him. You're going to have them throw the horns? <laughs> Reach out and touch me. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Carlos Buorguayo, the man with a beautiful set of head wow how wow can people <laughs> how can kick thumb i thought kick thumb was losing it how can people listen to you well on this podcast but how can yeah. people reach you on twitter uh you can reach me on twitter at the sith Lisboo. mr gonzalez who has never heard me talk about feet and how big they are uh, and where can people find your small feet Oh my goodness. <laughs> you can find my small feet pitter pattering around on Twitter. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Never thought I'd like hear less say pitter patter. Like a little cat walking around. Yeah. Pat, 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 Don't pat, say cats pat, on this podcast right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Chansky, King of All Pods, which podcast are you taking over this month? Or purchasing. Um, or purchasing. I'm not purchasing or taking over any, but I, I did a, a guest spot Yet. on uh, Josh Chapman's Star Wars Spelled Out. Oh, had a lot of fun yes. talking with him. Hey, we need to have Josh Chapman today. on. Oh, great. We should. We, yeah, we need to have Josh Chapman on. He's a good yeah. guy. We, he and I have talked comics before. He is. I like I liked, uh, hanging out with him and meeting him at Celebration. Is he mm-hmm. coming down for Anna, Celebration tonight? I think so. 
Oh, he has I think to. he is, yeah. I need a beanie. I don't think he's doing beanies this Son year, though. Son of a bitch. Son Wait. of a beanie. Son- nice. I'm, just, I'm not even going to say anything after that. You can catch me at The Sithless on Twitter. Again, thank you so much for hanging in there and listening to us. And we will catch you next week on episode number 186 of The Sith List. Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a douche. Another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a douche. Another runner in the night.
I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll go right ahead. That was a lot of fun. That was. 